The Cat and Cloud podcast is sponsored by Steeped Coffee. Steeped Coffee is a new brewing method that combines specialty craft coffee into a single serving bag. You don't need a machine. You don't have to make a mess no matter where you are. All you have to do is add hot water. Each steep pack is individually sealed in nitrogen flush, so it stays fresh, and it's got this special immersion filter. And the filter is ultrasonic sealed, which means it's sealed together with no glue, no staples, so there's no weird stuff floating around in your coffee. Steeped is a benefit B Corp. They ethically source all their coffee. Their packaging is fully compostable, and they believe that business should be done without compromise. You can get your hands on Steeped Coffee at steepedcoffee.com. That's S-T-E-E-P-E-D coffee.com. Asking your local retail stores to start carrying Steeped or having your favorite roaster reach out and get in touch. If you happen to be in Santa Cruz, come on by any of the Cat and Cloud locations. We have it there for you. Basically, they're just doing their best to change the coffee industry and make your life more convenient with their pre-portioned, pre-ground innovation. So tell all your friends. Hi. I love your attention. I know you don't need to go out. Hey, buddy. I know you don't no, need I to go out. I think he just likes you. I know. He's just happy. This is what he's all... I have a friend over. Jared's here. And Dad, he's I want to so, be with you. He's just so happy. I want to know what love is. Dude, I went to Verve this morning on 41st. Yep. And then the coolest thing happened. Tell the, me about it. The whole cafe got Rick rolled. Did they really? Yeah. They were like... Who, whatever like, whatever like, music was playing and then... The music, whatever music provider they did, just boom, Rick Astley. And it was just, you know, like a song in a playlist. But I was like, oh, shit. It's like a real life Rick roll. <laughs> it's like you just Rick rolled the whole cafe. I feel like the ultimate Rick roll would have been if they did it like three times in a row, the same song, just to really get them. We did that at uh, at Ritual one time. This dude, Johnny, put on, which this is one of my favorite albums ever, Tracy Chapman's first album. Everybody loves a Tracy C. It's 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 so socially relevant even now, and the songwriting is unlike anything I've ever seen. Even her shit after that is, I'm like, man, I love that album, but you kind of fell off in a weird way. Like, where where does your purpose go? But there's one song on that album that's an acapella song. <laughs> nice. It's basically a song about someone who's beating his wife and the neighbors like listening to the screams but no one's doing anything about it and then all of a sudden pretty rough vibe like that everything goes quiet because basically she's dead she did so there's there's one part where she sings that like no one like no one calls the police and this is in a cd player because of the era it was and Johnny kept hitting like the tiny rewind button over and over again so in the cafe for like Three minutes, all you heard was the police, the police. Oh, that's next level right there. The police, the (laughs) police. Like, people were so pissed, and they kind of started. Like, I think a couple people walked out, and then some people people were like, What are you doing? Because they thought it was skipping. But oh, he was just back like, there, wire- like hitting the button over and over again because it was funny. <laughs> I was just like, "Oh my god!" Sometimes you just gotta like let it out, dude. I That's one of your ways. It was pretty tight. I did it with uh, what was it Phil Jackson? Phil Jackson. You did it with Phil Jackson. Phil Collins. Phil Collins. I can't feel it. I did that for on repeat for two to three hours. Yeah, one song. Where? Naked Lounge. Naked Lounge. <laughs> yeah, it was the time. There was a moment where. Uh, Colby after after he had purchased it he was there for a bit and then he he just rolled out for like a month-long parasailing trip in That's France so funny and there was no official person in charge just like left and so, so we were all like, just like running around anarchy style and uh, I think it was maybe even during finals week where we stay open 24 hours so it was just one of those weeks we were just done and uh, just went for it with my friend Josh and it was pretty funny. It that's was a, a funny time. That's a special song. But in Chico, people were like, I mean, Chico's way, way laid back. And that place always has been like, you know, not necessarily a place you take too seriously. You go there for for just kind of like the boho vibe. So You're saying there's no expectation of excellence. No, there was there was in the context of like it had really good coffee, but you had to go. I mean, dude, Naked Lounge was known for like, how can we get rid of like the semi homeless park rats in the front without being a, like a social asshole and like being exclusive. Yeah. And so it never had an easy time with its, its identity. Like we couldn't get a, we couldn't get a demographic that was 
as big as as we would have liked. Like I was a big part of bringing in a demographic that wasn't part of that. That's why I was successful there because I was bringing in like a round group of like semi, you know, boring white people. <laughs> and you know what they want to hear? They want to hear Phil, Phil Collins. They did want to hear Phil. And it worked. We had uh, a lot of laughter in that part. They were also in on it. Everybody who came in was such a regular that they were in on it. So the ones who liked it and thought it was funny just stayed and kept working. There was this thing that Crystal and Jen used to do. Crystal, at, dude. Represent. At Ritual, which it used to drive me nuts because I thought it was disrespectful. But they would play that song. And then when the like break part came, where it's all the drum beat for sure. They would grab all of the cups on top of the espresso machines and like lift them up and slam oh, them down. Did the drum beat with the They're cups. Like, ah, 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 ah. And I was That's like, dude, sick, you guys man. are hurting the espresso machine. Like <laughs> coffee geek me was like really stressed out about it. Well, yeah. I'm like, guys, you're disrespecting the coffee. Then Scott Flex walks in and says, these scales don't even move if you kick the counter and just starts beating it down. Scales are 100% accurate 100% up to 1,000 pound gradient. So I was like, that's cool. Then looking back on it, I was like, that's pretty fun. I like I know, that. I know. <laughs> I'm down. Let's do that More again. More funny stuff, Let's please. Let's like beat the shit out of that machine. You can always buy like the three new trays that live on top. You can always buy three new that's trays. That's easy. You really can. It's the inside that matters. Don't it's, blow up the bomb. Don't blow up the bomb. Don't pressurize it. Make sure you back flush. Make sure you clean it. Do you know how to clean it? Iran asked me what a jiggler was yesterday. And then you were like, it's actually jiggler. So I grabbed a I grabbed a, a cup like that. A little tiny tube. I grabbed a paper cup, flipped it upside down, took a pen out of my pocket, and smashed a hole in the bottom of it. And I was like, it's like this big hole on top. And then there's this tiny hole on the bottom. It's a little tube with two holes. And you pour the water in the big hole, and it slows it down coming out of the small hole. He's like, what? He was just like looking at me, and he's like, okay. You're all, it's basically bladder to pee-pee. It's <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it gives you a soft infusion, <laughs> a nice soft French Ew, infusion. Jeez, Gigler, dude. And if you just so you know, everybody, if you have hard water, those babies will plug up. I yeah. tell you what, too much mineral content equals a plugged Gigler. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a French butt plug. It <laughs> just stops everything it's immediately. Like, uh oh, it's in, a paste in perfect fashion. It's a paste. It's stuck and it smells like ammonia. Uh, so I've been trying to wake up today. I can't do it. That's fair. We've uh, had ourselves a cold. It's fine. I know, but I'm like, I'm this mix of excited and sleepy, and I don't know how to be. And it's been just dark, which people, I mean, you know, here we are. Seasonal depression. It's a real thing. Yeah. What do they call it? Seasonal affective disorder. Yeah, I, I would 100%. I don't even know if that's a disorder. I think the disorder is that you're not getting the things that are naturally like making your life happy. So I can consider it a disorder, but I think everybody's got it. There's no way. I don't know. Some people are down. Man, oh, that's true. People love the dark. Some people that's true. Don't. Vampires always survive this well. Dude, Jenny doesn't give a shit. She, she doesn't mind She it. was like, if it rained every day and it was like this overcast all the time, she it, she'd be happy. Dude, I wonder. Yeah, man. <laughs> I was just going into ancestry DNA stuff. I'm like, I wonder if like deep cut, like old, like old genetic roots have anything to do with people who do well with darkness versus not. Maybe. You know, like. That would kind of make sense. I mean, that's why I said that in my mind, it kind of makes sense. I mean, sense. I'm kind of a scientist and that kind <laughs> of makes sense. To me. I did stay at a Holiday Inn Express last night, but I'm like, I wonder if, if people who, you know, like are more 100% english of sorts like england uk right. or somewhere from that area where it's always kind of They've this way gloom if they're always DNA. yeah like if it's just like yeah this is kind of who i am it's fine like i'm used to this and then people who are like i've got some deep cut portuguese in me and some other stuff that like is from sunnier parts of the world i like don't like it at all i need some sun i need some warmth. yeah i need a sun i'm super i actually have been feeling really good aside from feeling sick and the the sunshiny things i've been like in a better mind state for sure but yeah i need i need a little i need a little sun you're action a, you're a little more wise a little just one I'm, year old i'm just so wiser. wise right now dude, dude. i'm feeling so I feel fucking wise I'm feeling so wise you dude you are wise. i know we're wise i actually could, yeah one of the character traits apparently is wisdom's up there oh your character trait is well wisdom? perspective and That's it's a heavy in the claim dude. perspective it's in the wisdom class Guess is what, what it was guys, i'm smarter than you <laughs> different different forms my, of wisdom my dna says forms of wisdom <laughs> i'm a wise perspective person. was and creativity those were the two perspective and creativity they fell in the wisdom class oh the thing I was looking wait at. what is this thing 
Uh, it was in that my the book I'm reading, the Finding Your Fuck Yeah. Oh yeah, that one. There was like a there was a study that's done and whatever. There was like a 200, 200 case studies around this test, and it had to do with like, um, like the generalized top twenty four, which is what everybody does, but also in comparison to like depression and anxiety and stuff. They're like mm. they've been doing this ongoing study for a long, long time. And so it's been peer reviewed like 200 times and it was just like another one to see. And it was always in the context of <clears throat> recognizing your weakness and then trying to practice living in the th your like ultimate strengths, which is what everybody does. But it was just another one and I'm reading it. So I was like, I'll do this one. It takes 15 minutes to check out. And yep. then there's a bunch of follow up. So I was like, you know, it's like everybody has the 24. It's just like which ones manifest to the top to the bottom. That's all. So we're like top three or top three was uh creativity perspective and humor humor yeah that's not surprising no that it was like yeah you're kind of a goofy guy a goofy guy dude what am i gonna do yeah it was it was fun to do because it was like why not dude creativity yeah and i like always i just always like this stuff it's never ending and then it helps kind of refocus me sometimes when you own a business you try to do a lot of different things and then it's like some of those things are never going to be as good as they could be if you're not leaning into your strengths. So just trying to get really good. The other thing that I like about this is they send you this one's done by a school. It's like consistently re um, like it's reinforced. They're always studying it. It's been going on for like years and years. And so what I like about this is they'll send you little exercises for you to do that kind of allow you to like tap into those things. Mm. And there's challenges as well. So it's like, the first challenge, which I have to decide if I'm going to do is to like you, you have a week to take time and think about somebody who has helped you without like expecting anything in return in your life that was meaningful and then write like literally write a letter to them and then scan it and send it to the institute and it's it'll be burned with no names attached to it and it'll be burned on site but just to make you do it like stuff they have like little exercises mm. like that so do you you don't send it to them you send it to the institute. you're supposed to send it to both both but you're supposed to send it to both but yeah in theory they said they yeah they want you to send it to both in my mind i'm like even if you didn't send it which you should the exercise in and of itself is probably a good exercise it's like the a blinking exercise yeah creativity Two is leadership. Three, humor. Sorry. Four, spirituality. Five, appreciation of beauty and excellence. Six, perspective. Perspective. That's mm -hmm. the wisdom. Yeah, apparently. So in the categories. So uh, you're not super smart. You're just kind of smart. Creativity is wisdom. <laughs> yeah. Leadership is justice. Humor is transcendence. Spirituality is transcendence. And then uh, wisdom again. So you're like bouncing all over the place. They just, they're loose. They're loose. Whatever. They just lump it, you know, like he takes up, you're like, oh, yeah, we lumped this into like, you know, quarter, quarter one. <laughs> that seems good. It was fun. You love that shit. It's I love that shit because I love it's it falls right into my top five right there. You know? <laughs> <laughs> love to figure shit out. Loving love it. it. Right outside of number five is number six, which is curiosity, which is really where that comes. Mm. You just like to learn and put pieces together. Yeah. Perspective is where that one was. Perspective. Yeah. You Perspective, have to like figure collective. out the pieces and put them all together so you can see the shit. That's pretty tight. It's more the exercises that I like. And then yeah. I like that they wanted to take these little exercises that they send to you and like help you remember to kind of stay in your lane. Yeah. And then the other side of that is looking at ways to battle like depression or anxiety in the context of using, using your strengths and just like little, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen, but when you get pulled out of your lane, what do you think it is that pulls you out? Usually overwhelm. Or, you know, like with uh, one of the good questions they asked actually is like in your top three, which ones do you continue to use when you're like depressed and out of it and which ones stay the same? And like the only one that kind of stays the same is perspective, but it doesn't always work in your advantage because it can actually confirm your negativity mm. sometimes because you can, if you have good perspective, you can see like the, the yes on both sides. So I think a lot of the times when I'm not being able to be creative and use humor and then also the other stuff like working together and perspectives and like making something better. I feel like I'm unable to show and leading people actually like being able to physically help lead them. I, I don't feel like I'm like useful. That's basically what it is. Even if it's, even if the things that we're doing are useful, if it's not like me actually physically helping with some of them, 
or being involved at least in a conversation that I can see like carried out into something bigger. It kind of just feels like I'm like watching and I don't like to just, I, that's just not me. Interesting. I really like to be involved. So, you know, our meeting the other day, we talked about some of the things in 2020 and I'm like, I still do want to geek out and help improve like coffee stuff with people. Cause there's a combination of like mentorship, but also make like creatively actually making something better myself. Right. Even if you're doing it with somebody else, like I can pass that off knowing that I had a fingerprint on it and feeling really excited about the process without having to do it forever. But I really like the process. Same thing with dialing in whatever or brewing devices and all that stuff, which may seem simple, but it's just like that. It's uh, it's using your creativity to do something that makes something better and it feels nice. And a lot of people benefit from it, including myself. Yeah, that's so interesting. It's like... Um I wonder, so with coffee specifically, I wonder if there's ever going to be an end to that for you to where you're like, I don't want to do that anymore. Like, I don't want to, like, I'm kind of done with, like, playing with brewing things or whatever. Or is that something that you feel like will be evergreen in your life? I think it will be evergreen in the sense that when every season the coffee is slightly different. I think mostly with roasting, I think as we, I think I'll get done, fully done with the coffee thing as I feel like we get to a place where I feel like we've optimized the way that we brew and extract the coffee, which I think we can get there a lot faster than I will ever get to understanding and optimizing what we can do in the roasting of the coffee and preparing the coffee season to season. Even if that becomes like the window gets smaller and smaller, right? There's still always something to learn from that that I enjoy because it's tactile. It changes and then it physically changes the flavor in your mouth. And so you can, strive for something yeah so that's just something that's fun for you it's fun and then what what it if you're gonna attack something like that what is the plan for spreading that knowledge so that people can learn with you like that's how, gotta do, be how does that process work yeah i mean in the in the past they'd be just like go in and just hammer that and then it just changes and everybody's like what the fuck just happened why do we do it i think in the future it's a, it's more of a slow roll like i think if anything it, for me you start in the roastery and you get that crew really tight so that you can have a common language maybe around what you're talking about and what you want to change so that there's like if i say something and that common language comes out in the roastery they'll know exactly what i mean in terms of tweaking something in the future so it's like a little bit working together and tasting things and calibration and then more um once it starts there then everybody in the company is already like expecting good coffee so yeah. that that's kind of like off the table at that point right the next part of that is kind of getting everybody in the leadership team together and just whether they're interested or not talking through maybe like some grind adjustments and some small little things that we're going to make and work on delivering that through our team leaders and be like, Hey, here's what happens when we make whatever we find our grind up just a touch here. And like what happens in the cup and why we're going to do it. And then I'd probably like physically just go in and calibrate all the grinders myself. Cause it's fun and it takes like no time. I yeah. would like go to each cafe. I just calibrate it like, Hey, over this next week, I'm going to calibrate everybody's grinder in the same day. And then like we're going to launch nothing changes. Our recipe doesn't necessarily change just like a grind setting. You know, that's what I do if you were to take like the step by step process right through like the, the outside and then bring it to the team leaders. And then nobody's going to be like, oh, why at that point? They'll be like, oh, cool. If it's going to be better, it's going to be better. Oh, yeah. I don't think people would yeah. challenge it. I no. think it's like a it's a teaching opportunity. Yeah, there'd be a lot right. of all of it would be having to do with talking and tasting together, right? And and then making little tweaks together and and showing the difference between what was and what is. Yeah. And why it's important, you know, like we have a we have a goal with what we're trying to get out of our coffee that's not the same as everybody else's. So when we train these things like an advanced espresso calibration class, I go from like dialing in an easy coffee to the like the answer and we walk through trying to figure out what how to make a coffee that's not roasted at all for espresso in our context to make it taste good and then finish with like one of our darkest coffees and what we show is it's like a lot of the world leans towards these single origins that are really like light even though they're developed and they never will turn out as good as these coffees that are roasted actually a fair amount darker and it's just a perspective where the team just gets to go oh i totally thought quote unquote, the word better was to be kind of like understood as the, the single origin game and all these like really exciting coffees and Las Lajas and Rico. They're supposed to be like, quote unquote, the better coffees. And it's like, no, they're just they're roasted for filter drip coffee. They're delicious as they are. But if you try to make them espresso, they're not going to give you the picture that we want to give you of our coffee. 
and just that whole thing is really powerful they go through that full circle and drink the darkest roasted coffee and it's one of the best espressos they've had because it's sweet and chocolatey and balanced and it's not actually as roasty as they expect it to be and then their mind's kind of blown where they expect it to be completely the opposite they're like i can't wait to dial in the rico it's going to be the best and like it's going to be fun and pretty sour and tangy compared to like when you drip it, drink it and drip or cup it so that shit is like anyway thanks for listening it's just an experience yeah you just have to go through that and help people to see not even help them to see they just see themselves and they're like oh my gosh i totally was i had a misperspective because i thought the geisha was going to be the best tasting coffee where do you think that and that perspective is probably from people who've worked in coffee before or listened because that's not a well, that's oh, not listen a to coffee. That's, yeah. not, that's not an internal thing. That's that not a cat and cloud thing. teach or preach. No, we don't teach or preach. But I do think people assume, you know, like we have the single origin on tap and everybody's insanely in love with Las Lajas from Costa Rica right now. And if you were to take that as it is and put it as espresso, it's not going to be at all as good. It might be exciting, but it won't be as drinkable that somebody would come in every day and ask for it as an espresso. Even as, as good as we could possibly make it with the roasted profile. Yeah, and that's not to say it's not good. It's just not. It's an expectation thing, and it's, it's a, a fantastic coffee. It's just a, not roasted how we'd like it to be. For that, for that, for that, or for that experience that someone's exactly. going to have. Exactly, because I, you could totally drink that coffee and be like, "Yep, that was exactly what I wanted." Yep, and move on. Right, and just knowing that that's probably not what ninety nine percent of people who come through the door are going to expect yeah when they order an espresso. Yeah. It's gonna be like a little bit of a shock to the system. And maybe a lot of people in specifically specialty might actually like what it would taste like as espresso. But yeah, I bet it's a lot not of, what we want to do. I bet a lot of people would. Yeah. It just depends on what you're yeah. It's just like everything else. It's, it's like just, it's passing all that information. There's in, like no in perspective. Idea of the idea of the best is just like an yeah, no, nah. like a weird, interesting idea. Anyway, I'm not into it. I'm not into I'm it. I'm not into the best. I'm into what I, what we like, and why we, why we're doing it. Not working. Not working. I don't know, man. That's where that's where my head would go with that. But yeah, I don't think I, I don't think that'll ever get boring unless it's the only thing I did. And that's just kind of how I work too. I can't only do one thing. How about you, bro? Me? Uh, I've just been kind of writing and thinking a lot and trying to identify what is super important to me and there's this recurring theme of the need to feel connected to like cultures and people yeah that has been for sure underserved in my life we talked about that before and right. just like the the longer term consequences of spending a ton of time alone uh feeling like you don't really connect super well like feeling like I don't fit into any particular group. It's like yeah. if I was gonna sum it up in a in like like paraphrase it in some way, it's like my whole life I felt like I've been too too young for the grown ups and like too old for the kids. I'm right there like, with you like on that one. In every stage of my life. And it's been like really weird. So recently just through kind of I don't know, my own exploration and, and talking to other people about it. Right. I've been like, cool, this is a thing. There's obviously a, a need for some sort of connectivity in my life. There's like a there's like a need to get close to people. Yeah. And like how do I do that? And I think the first phase of that is conversation. Yeah. And actually because I I don't have a ton of conversations with people. Mm -hmm. Like I tend to avoid them right and i think i have like this negative impression of people that a lot of people in our culture today like we communicate in platitudes what's going mm -hmm. on just chilling man totally. just same old, same it. Old. Oh, just doing my thing how mm -hmm. how you doing man i'm busy i'm, I'm like oh cool like what's up with work work's good lots are going on it's a lot of stuff but it's good and i'm just like dude that is so not inspiring to me but yeah. i have also played into that because i feel like if someone asks me those questions they don't actually want to hear what's going on and that's whether that's true or not that's right a, that's a mind read on my part so that is a projection from me sure and i've known lately when I've taken the time to just not do those things, I get rewarded with like honesty, openness, and some form of friendship in return. Does that happen in 
like on the fly for you or does it kind of have to be more intentional time i'm working to make it on the fly and just yeah that being seems so impo- hard but, not impossible yeah and i think i've been like partially inspired by we talked about that beautiful day in the neighborhood yeah, mr rogers movie where, sure. where there's a there's a scene where the reporter who's doing this article about him is coming to meet him and he's supposed to meet him at a certain time because it's going to be the break in the show where he can talk to him so he shows up but they haven't even started the show and he's just there talking with this kid who's i don't know he's got leukemia some life sure some fucked some up life disease. altering problem some, some like yeah he's got a big problem and he's he's just like talking to the kid and he's just like totally focused in on the kid and right. the producers are kind of being like fred we gotta start we got it we gotta we gotta go right we're running out of time and he just doesn't hear them at all and the reporter's like how often does this happen and they're like every day and that was super rad and there's another scene in that movie where i can't even remember what question the reporter asked him but they're talking on the phone and talking about i don't know i can't even remember what they're talking about but mr rogers says the dude the character in the movie the reporter guy's name's fred vogel or no uh not fred jared vogel, vogel. somebody <laughs> vogel luke vogel i don't yeah. know anyway um Mr. Rogers like, do you know what the most important thing to me in the world right now is? And he's all, no, he's all, it's talking to Luke Vogel or whatever the dude's name is. And I was just like, huh, that's super interesting. It's like Fred Rogers is maybe like the father of mindfulness. I was going to say, he's like like the ultimate Buddhist in like active meditation all day long. Yeah. He's just like being able to be in that moment, like with you and be able to see you there. So I've been trying to make that effort to like, when I'm talking to people to right. just like be in that moment and then kill like, everything else. Yeah. And someone came up and talked to me yesterday at Abbott square and I was supposed to start a meeting with Carol, but right. the meeting started like a half an hour late mm-hmm. because someone ended up telling me and I was, it's, it's weird. It's like being, maybe there's this weird electric energy about being open to receive, but someone was telling me like really personal things about like what's going on in their love life and struggles in their relationships. And it was, it was one of those moments to where it was like, uh, like what, like what's going on with you? How are things? Right. And it, it like went there and it was met with like, yeah, things aren't very good right now. Yeah. And this is why. And, that was really cool to me because then I ended up sharing some things like in return. It does open the door. Yeah, it was Big full, time. fully open door. I so love that. Then I got to express myself a little bit more. But moments like that, I've been kind of seeking out more and more. And right. it seems like in this like project, whatever, in its infancy, the more open I am, the more stuff seems to just kind of roll in i think that makes sense and it's it like in the weirdest it's like so- softly manifesting but it also means that you're you're subconsciously going to be aware of the opportunity for those moments the more you practice it i think so and it's like i took the trip with impulse to vegas and like part of the trip was fun and we're looking at cars but then right. like the other big part of the trip is like talking about shit that it doesn't feel like you could talk about with anybody else. Right. And some of the, some of the struggles that come along with you're just like there with yeah, somebody. Yeah. You're just in the zone. Like we're in a hotel. Like I don't, we've known each other for a while, but like it's, it's different you're when in you're, a ho- you're in a hotel one. and there's yep. no one else there. And it's like, those are the so sickest moments. How is that feeling? Yeah. And then going to LA with David and just like reaching out and then being willing to go do just little tiny weird extra stupid things like um those little tiny books some dude hit me up from the czech republic and another guy in the uk and it's like hey the shipping on your site is like 15 bucks is there a way to like do it it without do it like with a pdf or something right i was like "Ah, it's kind of a physical thing right send me your address yeah i'll just figure it out and they were already sold out but i had a couple here so i took them down to the post office and figured out that i could you know like flat rate them ship them for like like five bucks if yeah. i put them in the right and like this perfect envelope or whatever sure. and just send them out and yeah it's just like little stupid shit like that like that went out in the world and then things like start coming in like um like tanner got me that watch for my birthday right which was interesting because it's one of the best birthday gifts that i've ever 
had. Yeah. Like it's a specific kind of watch, like these vintage G Shock yeah. that I wear. And he knows that. And it was like really like packaged in a thoughtful way to where it's like the same color as my car, like this red and black. Thing. Yeah. He's like to match the eight six. And I was like, dude, that's super weird. And that happened like two days after I sent those out. So yeah. they're totally unrelated. Yeah, but you're feeling the connection. But I'm feeling like going down this one path of like, you know, and then like a couple of days prior to that, like Tanner and I had had like a really good conversation because I don't talk to him probably as much as I should. Right. But we had a couple of good conversations at the espresso machine. Nice. And I can't help but like feel like those things are in some weird way connected. Oh, I think so. So I think those are I mean, for me, that's a big reason why I seek out so many little trips with people, because it puts me in a place where it's easier to do that. I feel like with having ADD and it being able to like or having this responsibility of cat and cloud, it's so hard to break from what you feel like needs to get done from what is like more important oftentimes, which is those conversations in life. So like in life, the conversations oftentimes are far more important. But in the context of like people who need you at work, sometimes you like feel like you need to like stay focused. Right. For somebody who has a hard time with focus, it becomes like one of my most paramount things is stay focused or else it's going to be like a day of nothing. Yeah. And I think that you you're not typically that way. Your day of focus is pretty good. You're really good at that. And so for me, I have a lot of the time. I choose to take weird trips like the Ben Hameen trip really is for me like an opportunity to get Ben Hameen and talk a lot about it world with him and just like you get people out of their comfort zones which is essentially kind of what you're saying you did with with Vegas right you go out of your comfort zone with somebody and it's easier to get deep because things happen like Ben Hameen got actually got sick one of the days and like was feeling bad and just like there's this real life stuff that happens when you spend time outside of the place that you know each other. Yeah, there's these weird unintended side effects of doing these things. And even just so when we went to L.A., like David and I, and right. then I made like a little video about the the trip and he hit me up the day after and he's all, dude, I just watched the video. It's so sick. That was seriously one of the best days of my life. Right. And I was like, that's kind of nuts. Yeah. Like that's pretty yeah. insane. Simply and, that. And Whoa. that's like a really like cool, not like I'm saying like a gift in a way that like I gave you it to him, that. but we, you know, like we had it together. And I think those like, that's really rad. Cause we, I mean, we kind of did everything, right. but also nothing. You right, know, the gift is the experience. Yeah, it's not like, dude, I flew in a crazy helicopter and totally. like, you know, blah blah blah. It's not like that. It's yeah, it's a, like spending like twenty four hours with someone doing like cool things that you both that you enjoy, enjoy together. Yeah, and then just talking about stuff all the way. So that I'm just like, it's pretty weird. So I'm trying to figure out how to kind of, I don't know, s- spread the word on this thing mm. for for lack of a better term because right. i i do feel like the solution to a lot of problems whether that it's in business mm. from like boss to employee or across race or across different cultures is the failure to be able to listen to each other to be able to get into those conversations right. and just talk about things on a deeper level Mm. where society is pushing towards through social media, through the internet, through a shortening attention span. Like everything is communicated in sound bites. Like, right. How quick can we do this? Tell me about what you believe. Boom, boom, boom. Like this is, this is, I'm, I'm going to classify you really quickly. Dude, Impossible. Like you're a Christian. Cool. I'm going to feel one way about you. Like right left. Like, um, you you know you're you're a Trump supporter. I'm gonna feel one way about yeah. you. You came from this neighborhood. I'm gonna feel one way about you. You do this, that, and the other. I'm gonna feel one way about you. And you don't get the understanding or the depth or the richness of the person. Yeah. And like I don't suffer from it in a way that's really extreme to where someone who is from a completely different culture might suffer from it. Yeah. But just the idea of like literally when we went in to go get a faucet for, oh, yeah, for downtown so and people are looking they look at us and it's like they dissed us immediately baggy cargos like yeah. tongue sticking out of your shoes like huge shirt and yeah. 
Like I look like a skateboarder and they're just like, who are these guys? Yeah. And you're like a surfer dude. And they're yeah. like, cool. This is just some like random kids who happen to come in here. And right. Like, they, they don't, don't know what they're doing. They don't see like the rest of what's going on. And to be categorized, like, you know, like, what do you do? Like, well, I skateboard. I own a coffee company. Uh, I like to write. I yeah. like to make videos. But to be categorized as any one of those things is like not really the complete picture. Yeah, it's not a comprehensive at yeah, all. Yeah, because we're more than the sum of what we do because our feelings actually count for something. Yeah. And like being able to share those and like understand why people look at things a certain way or why people feel a certain way, I think is like really, 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 really big. And like that is in our own journey, a lot of the tension I think that we felt in the past, not saying that anybody did right or wrong things, right? but like unhappiness from an employee's perspective, which we were, mm-hmm. part of that is bad leadership on other people's accounts, but then sure. part of it is probably our failure to understand like what's really going on oh, in the business sure and the comp and the, ourselves like the complex nature of running a business yeah. yeah and like what what's going on in ourselves and i i feel like there's just like so many barriers to be broken down yeah by just communication y'all it's future carol coming at you on the ones and the twos chris has got somebody special to rap about and then we're gonna get right back to it all right, you guys have that one friend who's totally off the rails. They're totally in the zone with coffee. All they're talking about is coffee processing. They're giving you different cups of coffee, like taste the fruit. They've got 15 different coffee subscriptions from all these fringe specialty roasters that you've never heard of. They're just playing with brewing methods at their house. They don't stop. Yeah, it's it's a culture thing, and that culture exists in chai too. Santa Cruz chai, which is what we use at Cat and Cloud, Tom, who, who owns Santa Cruz, I'm laughing because it's freaking hilarious to me. This guy comes in all the time with these different recipes. He's continually just kind of exploring what would make good chai for a cafe. And at first glance, you're like, eh, I don't know who needs that. And guess what? We need that because we run a business that sells people chai and we want to make people smile when they get that chai. So even when I was in my super crazy coffee heavy phase and only wanted to care about coffee and would maybe laugh at someone who's doing R&D on something like chai, now I really, really appreciate it. And the chai is delicious. He does this barista brew. It's a three to one concentrate. So you can basically make the chai like you would make a latte fruit here in santa cruz we've been using them since we've been open really good peeps really just good energy all around so if you need chai just to buy for yourself or if you need wholesale if you have a cafe and want to serve pretty much the most banging chai you can get you gotta mess with santa cruz chai there's gonna be a link in the description hit up our boy tom he wants to hear from you you know you want to make people happy it's easy easy win okay back to the podcast and a lot of that it seems like i mean you'll know well you and i noticed because we were there but even in the faucet place what turned the page is time and slowing it down and us wandering around the place asking questions and talking to the person by the end we have ourselves a fan not because we're trying to win him over but because he recognized that oh these are well-intentioned people intention meaning like we're we actually have an intention behind what we're doing in there this is they are thoughtful they may look away, but they're a lot deeper than that. And by the end, we have ourselves a fan. The reality is we do. We need to be able to slow down. We need to be able to take time. And the part that feels the most hard and frustrating is we need to spend not only us, but like us with our owner group, us with our leadership group, our leadership group with each other, our leadership group with their team. Like it all needs to take for the world that I think you and I are speaking of. There's so much more time invested in quote unquote not doing anything specifically but talking and expressing in a way where it's not meant to be anything more than just like learning dot 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 not learning to do anything just like learning here's how i feel here's where i believe we're going and why how do you feel here's where you believe we're going and why and what's going on and how do you you know there's like so many things that happen with just like sitting there and talking without necessarily having a goal on the other side of that and that's the hardest part because in a business you want to set a goal on the other side of it and you want to go like it, it, even if like i looked at myself like the, i want to go the, the faucet place is like a great example because me three years ago would have went in there and been like 
this guy's a dick. Let's get out of here. Yeah. Like, I don't want to fuck with this guy. Like, we'll just get a faucet. We'll we'll go somewhere I else. I can get, get a faucet somewhere else. Yeah, let's it's go not to a, Home Depot. Not a big deal. And being willing to be like, okay, like, I'm going to defer this, like, instant gratification of me being right and this guy being a jerk and just being open to the fact or, like, you know, maybe this guy's not a jerk. Right. Maybe he just sees people come in here who wander in and, like, don't really use his don't respect his time in the best way and he puts in a bunch of time and energy into like people maybe that, he cares a lot maybe he cares a lot and, and nobody maybe else he, does like this is a reaction to like something that he's been experienced to in the past right so and, and it's funny to when you can slow it down and just have the conversation you hear things that even if you already heard them you didn't hear them case in point we went in there and you're like, yeah, we're looking for a faucet. Nico Chancharulo, our contractor, told us to come down here. And he said, you guys were the guys. And he was just like, what? You're doing what? What, what, what? And then after 20 minutes of being in the store and having the conversation, the dude was like, who's your contractor? And you're all Nico, Nico Chancharulo. Oh, I know Nico. And it's like, dude, we told first you this. things first. And it's like, we were... He, we weren't able to be heard yeah. until we had had that conversation. It was just whatever. It's like trust building or rapport building or just some sort of connection that's yeah. like built through time and allowing like both parties being open to where I'm like, cool, I feel a little weird walking around the store, but let's just go with it. Yeah. And like the person that you think that you hate or you think is a dick is for sure experiencing something that you don't know about. Every time. And trying to classify people as like good or bad is I think like a really terrible way to go. Like mm. Everyone exists in a gradient and we can all express things that are consistent and or inconsistent with the way that we feel. Right. Like I was listening to a podcast this morning and the host is like, do you know, do you think you're a nice person or do you think you're a good person? And I'm just like, geez, like what does that even mean? Yeah, like, like everybody should kind of say yes. Like kind of. Theory, right. And also yeah. to where I'm thinking like, well, I mean, I believe I want to be a good person. Sure. But I know that I also do things that are bad sometimes. Sure. I freaking we like do I'm, stuff. I'm a jerk sometimes. And like we all do stuff. You know, like I want to have like a good like I feel like I have a good heart, but I don't know if that makes me a good person. Sure. And I have a hard time reconciling all of this in the way where it's like being so what's hard for me is being able to see this stuff and feel like it's probably the most important stuff to work on, right? In the context of owning a business which is basically successful, not a hundred percent, but by performance and people doing quote unquote well and trying to find the best ways to integrate this into a holistic way into our company it's not the struggle is how do you how do you do it when it's kind of the push-pull always right the push-pull meaning like we need people to be physically really good at this and understand that and how do we how do we get that understanding to sink in super super deep and find the way for people to really be open and but really more so than anything patient when performance isn't usually balanced with patience I mean, it's we, hard, but it, you know, there's a way. Yeah. I mean, it's just, a thing we have about. to be patient first. Exactly. Right. Which is so we part just, of it. A we big just, part of it. We have to just, you know, it wouldn't feels like we're beating a dead horse. Cause we've talked about this a lot personally and on the podcast before, but the, the mad dash that we're in now was brought on by no one other than ourselves. ourselves right. So the pressure that everyone in the organization is feeling to perform and perform now is a top-down thing. Right. So that's uh, that's like a setting a, a good leadership example of be like, hey, this is, this is how we work right. as an organization. We do things in a certain way. And every once in a while, there's going to be something that's like a little, a, a little bit tough. Yeah. But some things are just, some things go too far. Yeah. Uh, it, it's kind of parallels that whole base camp, like, sure. like advocating for a quote unquote calm work mm -hmm. workplace. Yeah. Um, I think that's one aspect of it. And I don't think that like hearing people, listening to people, like creating a space where people feel comfortable is like mutually exclusive to no. training for performance. Sure. I think they just need to be 
tied together at every step of the way. Yes. And I, I think that's where we have a lot of opportunity. And we it's, we talked about yesterday, like the vision specifically and yeah. like painting the picture of what it means and how the things that you're doing are like building towards a different version of that world. Right. A bigger, like, better. Like how, how do you play into that? Mm. So here's a weird example that I just read about. So there's three big pharmacy chains in the U.S. There's Rite Aid, there's CVS, and then there's Walgreens. Oh, yeah, there is. So all of them have like very, very similar mission statements and like vision statements. They're all some version of like, we exist to help people live healthier, happier lives and like blah 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 like these things this is why these companies were founded so cvs had had this thing brought up over and over in their kind of annual shareholder meetings where someone would inevitably point the finger and be like this is our mission statement but we also sell cigarettes yeah how does that make sense so they talked about it and they decided that it actually doesn't make sense. So mm. they're going to stop selling cigarettes. Good move. And they stop selling cigarettes. And when the CEO announced it, I missed this because I don't really watch the news. The I don't even know what year it was. Dropped? No, um, barely. Oh, that's good. Barely. Um, or maybe not at all. Either way, barely and not at all are e- both great. Either way. Yeah. And if they did, they recovered. But the a woman who worked there, her mom called her and was like, I just saw the news. I'm so proud that you work for a company that mm. does what it set, like does what it believes and like listens to its values. And I, I feel like that's really cool. Yeah. And I thought that was a really neat example of an organization trying to like paint a picture of a better world and have it trickle all the way down the chain because Honestly, when I think of someone who works at the counter at CVS who's checking me out, I don't think of someone who's like really excited about their job. Totally. I don't think of someone. And again, this might be me projecting because I don't know any of these people. Right. But it's just not the picture in my mind. But that woman was like, I I'm like, I was really proud to go to work that day. And I felt like I was helping the world be uh, a better place. The the data on it was. They actually didn't lose. They ran the numbers like for the next couple years or whatever. Right. They didn't lose any money off of it. What they found was that like the decline in smoking was kind of starting anyway. Okay. And also their revenue was offset by people who ended up buying nicotine patches. Oh, like, so like something to get that, off smoking. Something that will actually help them quit smoking. Right. Those sales went up and covered the spread of whatever oh, they cool. lost from cigarettes. Oh, well, if I can't get my cigs here, I'm going to get my Nikki patches and get done. Right. I'm off it. And that's I was pretty like, sick. I was like, that's a, that's like a cool, that's like a little interesting thing. And like, people don't think about CVS, I think as like a big, like, Oh, they're a huge cultural company. Right. But it was cool to see a frontline employee be like, I'm really proud to go to work because I feel like where I'm going, like what I'm doing is making a difference. Yeah. And I think that's the connection that we can build a little bit more of to where it's like, there is some for sure intrinsic satisfaction that you get as a frontline employee at our place by making people's day. And right. You can't understate that, which is like, like you show up as yourself. You know, we've done this as baristas. Like you can really make someone smile first thing in the morning. That energy goes to play on. That's like the, that's like the, there's one level there. And then there's a, there's like another level to be had to where it's like, I go to work every day. I get to make people happy. Also, I work for a company that's doing X, and I understand where I am a part of that. I feel like that's the goal of 2020, because where I was going was to give mad praise to our team in the context of you don't necessarily see, whether it was your projection or not, the CVS team member at the front right, checking you out as like a cultural influence. But at the same time, a lot of people don't see that in baristas in their cafes, but I do think they see that in our baristas. We get that all the time because they know they are making a difference when they engage you and they 
essentially create the place to let you know as a guest, the more you return, like I'm going to be met with amazing service and genuine people. And so you have this kind of connection where you're like, oh, they are showing up that way. And I think that is one sense of a way that places like Walmart and whatever, Walgreens, CVS, if they're team members, which I know this is a tiring idea. I think when people go into those places, they're not usually excited to have a conversation on the way out. But when you do, which I have had a couple at the CVS out towards my house, I'm like, oh, that was that was nice. They gave me a little something extra. They talked about the day. And I think that is something, even in the most simple way, in the context of our vision of wanting to change the way the world does business, of showing that that reciprocation is so much more powerful than a lot of people realize on the surface. So one, shout out to our team. And then two, totally agree with you that 2020 is taking, to me, a big portion of those whys and getting people sunk in to be able to speak directly to what and hopefully it's more than one way right so that everybody who has kind of a different passion in our company can connect to something different that we do that aligns with the values that allows them to get really excited in the day in and day out because it can't be solely one thing or else you don't which it isn't anyway <laughs> in our company we don't have solely one thing that we're like leaning into values wise but I mean, everybody will draw on something differently at a different level. Right. What I'm saying. Totally. But I mean, and then there's like that inherent difference between resonating with the values and like buying into whatever the vision is. Yes. And I think the vision could paint like a really clear picture. And then there there are different ways to make that happen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're saying because exactly. I use I'm going to lean in to this strength to help like the organization do this. Right. And as long as it's met with top-down support, I think as long as people feel like we're taking the time and energy and doing our due diligence, that's what's going to get people excited to participate in that system. Love that. But you're right, because like when we're in a mad dash, it's just like emergency mode, we just need to function. And functioning basically means making money. So we're basically saying checking boxes. Th- that is like the most important thing to us, right. because like if we... What we do know, right? It's it's finite mindset where it's like if we don't sell this much, we're gonna go out of business. If sure. we don't have these people behind the counter, no we one's gonna come in. Yeah. So we focus on that, and those things have limited lifespan, right? In terms of people are like, yeah, cool, we did that. Now I'm like kind of over it because I just don't. It just right. feels like kind of stressful and weird, and it's just like I could get another job, right? Making more money, doing less work. Yeah, so thank you so much, leadership team, for going through that and instilling what we have in the context of how busy we've been. So shout out to you, everybody, yeah, and I, everybody in the company, really. But well, I for have the leaders s- who like re-fortify that, it's a really hard thing to do. So thank you. The good stuff. I Yeah, I, <laughs> I wonder how this will be met because it's... You never know. ...comes from like a really honest place but in in the context of the last like few months i think the team leaders at the cafe level have probably had it the hardest out of anybody in the whole company without a doubt and that i just wanted to express that that i like i see see i see that and it's not saying that no one else is doing hard work but i my impression is like new people that come into the organization even with all our faults, this is probably the best job people have ever had. And I, I feel it's my com- hope. I feel confident that like people are being brought into a place that feels, you know, warm and welcoming. And like, there's another level above like, Oh, I'm just working at the whatever place down the street. Oh, and there's, there's and, legit growth for people. And there's, you know, um, there's a ton of work being done by ownership group and, and upper leadership, but the team leaders, have this interesting combination of they're they're like right at the pressure point in yeah, terms they have to of carry it out right they, have to, they they're the ones who are doing the bulk of the work and if the bulk of the work doesn't get done they're the ones who are going to be left in a lurch right because and they are as um as just like a sheer numbers game so if you run the numbers right. severe there's disadvantage the, there's the, the there's the owner group right and we interface a lot with them and that's there's three of us you me charles right and then there's four employee owners alex grace kristen and tanner yep and alex kind of runs his department yeah grace has her department and then when it gets to retail team leaders sam bell right um 
Lucas and Nick J. And then um, <coughs> and Levi. Levi is who I'm like, yeah, leaving out. But because they're not quite open yet. Yeah, they're about to be. Their force multiplier is like gnarlier. To like a cafe mm-hmm. staff is what? To like 12? Between 10 and 15 people. Yeah, 12 people. Right. So to have that load pressing on you feels a lot different than interfacing with three and or it's four active, people at a right? time. It's like baking cake while uh, teaching people to bake cake is what I try to say. It's like you got a recipe, but you have to teach people how to do it while actually doing it at the same time. And that's really hard. Right, you're open for a long time during the day, and there's yeah. not really any like, cool. We're gonna, th- we're gonna look at what it means to do customer service right. in a vacuum. And what, yeah, and we're gonna like, really go deep on why this matters and all the the nuances to how you can change somebody's life, not only your own here, but the people around you. And it's like, that is so hard. So I totally w- agree with your sentiment. Yeah. Shout out to the team leaders for working so hard through this. We see you also. Whether it's helpful, do we big- say Sam's name? We did, said Sam. Did I say Sam? That was Sam? the first one that you said. Okay. Cool. I'm almost positive, but if you didn't know, I've said it three times. I had Sam on my mind because Four we times. we Love saw him. we saw homeless Sam who wasn't actually oh, a homeless. person outside in the world. <laughs> but there was this like really skinny dude with a mustache and his face looked exactly the same as Sam. <laughs> And I was like, that's what Sam would look like if he was homeless. And didn't CrossFit anymore. No, I didn't CrossFit anymore. <laughs> he just shrink. Huge muscle muscle atrophy. Oh, no, Sam. That'll never happen to you. pretty good, though. Yeah. Uh, I will say a lot of our conversation recently as the owner group has been how do we help the team leaders not feel so much pressure. And a big part of next year is working towards that and hoping to reframe the vibes to help the tribes. Do you know what I'm saying? Tribevibes.com. Tribevibes.com. Don't go there. I think it's a good conversation. I do want to shout out <laughs> the world. Good conversation. Mindfulness, meditation, that space is pretty crucial and it's not easy and there's a lot of different ways to do it. I just shout out the idea and the uh, go explore it yourself. There's uh, Insight Timer. That's the one I use. There's a ton of guided. And then there's other stuff that I'm trying to do too that apparently really works, which has to do with literally like self-affirmation in mirrors and or saying things to yourself, which I have barely done. But it seems to be one of those things that people who have either gone through major healing from trauma or are just like working through being their best selves or even just on paths like yourself, Chris, they have all the ones who are on the other side of it and gone through like legit psychiatric, psychological, psychotherapy, whatever, all of the combinations of those things. There's a common thread of being able to literally learn to like speak to yourself physically in a way where you're not making fun of yourself, like where you don't take yourself, where you actually take yourself seriously and learn to love yourself. And that is a very hard thing to do. So yeah, I, I, the funniest story was the dude who was like a comic who came out of, uh, like went into a wellness center for depression for like 30 days and they're like all you're gonna do in the morning is you're gonna when the alarm goes off you're actually gonna get up instead of laying in bed all day you're gonna drink water you're gonna go to the mirror you're gonna look at yourself and you're gonna say i love you and then you're gonna do five minutes of meditation and that's like all you're required to do for the first 15 days and the dude said he couldn't even take himself seriously alone by himself and tell himself he loved himself he said the first like 10 days he'd look in the mirror like love you bro like, yeah try to be funny that totally makes sense yeah yeah i mean it's, it's a, it seems like a ridiculous exercise right like the the totally. cynic in you would be like dude if that shit fucking worked and all i had to do was just look in the right. mirror and be like i love you the world would be easy right but then over time if, if you can get in that zone it, it comes down to that idea of of believing yeah you know and it's just like if you pathways yeah you know whether believe you can or you can't you're you're probably right right if we think we can start a business like this we can probably do it we can do it if we if we step out and go yeah i don't think we can do this it's just not it's not gonna happen yeah you know and it's funny like so maybe there's this effect of like over time just being it is over time out of exposure and being comfortable with it you kind of slowly open up to the idea that like okay like because you can only make fun yourself you can only make fun of yourself so much right like you can only do so many days in a row being like what's up bro i love you before you start that starts to get old yep. and you know and for that it's like that's the beginning of you accepting both your strengths and your weaknesses and when you can accept them and work with them you can actually be great at what you can be great everybody's great at something like literally great not just like okay somebody you're great at something and you're never going to find it unless you start s- just working that path and so 
after that then comes the ability to lean into who you maybe want to be and even just being happy with yourself is the beginning of everything else so anyway there's your strong recommendation it's in it's currently in my brain and um uh the other challenge is to uh, get outside and set some goals after you do that and uh, goals if you think you if you know you can achieve them they're not goals anymore that's a to-do list goals are things that you're like pretty scared about you don't think you can necessarily do off the bat you think you can do them but you're afraid of them that's a goal mm. otherwise if you're like i got this 100 percent, that's a checklist thing you haven't thought lofty right enough. because it's known already yeah if it's, you know all, it's you already it, known that it's yeah it, it's not a goal anymore goals are things that you're like i want to be able to or i want to get to it's not like uh yeah after like a plus b equals c you, you if you have a path there that you can clearly see it's not a big enough goal so those are my two little tidbits for the day that are in my mind that I'm trying to like lean into. What's your goal, dude? <sighs> you don't have I don't have one goal. I, yeah, we, I we don't can, have one goal. Say that was, that let's say that down for another time. Okay, we'll, we'll rehash Because I have to pee real bad. Okay, I have let's two go. green teas while we're sitting here. Goodbye. <laughs>